Welcome to the Apostrophe-Fürstendamm. Please welcome on stage our guest moderator, Milena Fessmann. Ah, it's very nice that so many people are here. That's cool. A crowded house. Thank you very much for coming. It's my great and deep honor to um, meet someone who is, um, one could probably say, one of the best songwriters of our time, a real legend, He's twice member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which probably not so many people are. He's a great photographer and he has a new album out on 14th of April. And we will listen or see a little bit of the album and then he comes on stage. It's back tonight. Where will it lead me? Crumbling rock and stones on fire. day so slowly yet so fast that you can lose your way to these golden days and when i sing my song tell me if sweet girl it makes you cry cuts you deep and tears you So did you like it? <laughs> this past tonight, that's what the album is called, and here he is, Graham Nash. Please welcome on stage. You. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> what How an honor you? to have you here. Thank wow. you. Thank you very much. So. <laughs> Listening, because you were backstage and you heard these little zippets of the album, what feeling did you get? Sounds very good to me. <laughs> so you're satisfied with it? I'm very satisfied. I'm very proud of this record. I think that it's uh, music that can help people. Okay. Can heal people. As a, a lot of people going through the same changes as me in my personal life, mm -hmm. and this album can help, as, as a lot of music can help, you know? When you see somebody going through something and dealing with it, mm -hmm. you can say, oh, I see, that's how he dealt with it. Well, that will help me too. So did it help you as well? Yes, very <laughs> much so. Okay. I must have saved myself millions of dollars 
in psychiatry <laughs> bills because I talk to myself. <laughs> so why is the album called This Past Tonight? Because, skull, <laughs> because I'm on a path, mm -hmm. a very different path than the rest of my life. I'm now 74 years old and I'm on a new path, but my heart tells me this is correct for me. So when did this new path start? Is there a starting point? Yes, there is. Okay, and where was it? The starting point is love. Okay. <laughs> I fell in love with a, a beautiful actress from New York City mm -hmm. who's an artist who actually took all the images that you saw. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm on fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, you can applaud. It's interesting, that's why I probably asked it, because it's, it's somehow a typical record for you, because you have this remarkable voice, but there's also something else in there, and probably it's the fire which yes. was added to it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I need to be on fire. It's one of the reasons why I love Berlin. I love museums. I love art galleries. I love good conversation. I love movies. I love culture. I lived for 40 years mm -hmm. in a jungle in Hawaii. Now I live in New York City. It's a different kind of jungle. <laughs> but it is a jungle. But it is a jungle, <laughs> yes. So it's your first record since 14 years, which is an enormously long time. Yes. What have you been done in between? You toured, okay, you oh, were working. But did much. you write songs? Nah, not much. No, I wrote a lot of songs. I produced with my friend Joel Bernstein mm -hmm. 16 CDs. Okay. I did Crosby's box set of three, Stevens' box set of, th of four, my box set of three, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young in our 1974 stadium tour. That was four CDs. Greatest hits of CSN, a demo record of CSN. I've been a very busy boy, and I've totally been immersed in the music of me and David and Stephen and Neil. Mm -hmm. I need a break. <laughs> so do you remember the moment when you decided, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire, of course, but also I will make this record? And how did it come? Was it just waking up in the morning saying, I'm making a record by my own, I'm on fire? No, not quite. <laughs> so how was it? At the time I fell in love, um, I was on, uh, uh, on tour. And when we're on tour, we travel by bus very special buses, you know, internet at 80 mile an hour, 20,000 television shows, staterooms, kitchens, showers. Our buses are incredible. Shane Fontaine, brilliant, brilliant musician. Um, and I share, he shares my bus with me. Mm -hmm. And in October of 2014, we wrote 20 songs in a month. Wow, you we, were inspired. We, we took off Christmas, mm -hmm. and in January of, of 2015, went into the studio at the Village in Los Angeles and recorded those 20 songs in eight days. Wow. <laughs> fire v again. Very fast, <laughs> much fire. <laughs> so you, you mentioned Shane, who is here as well tonight. Give him an applause, please. <laughs> so you said you started because you were on a bus together. Yes. So, so how was it working together? Because it's, um, when, you, when you write songs together, it could, could be easier doing it together, but it also could be difficult. Absolutely. So how I, was it here? Usually, I'm very uncomfortable writing with anybody. Mm -hmm. Because if I have 
a pretty melody, and I say, what, do you, what would you do with this melody? And it comes back with words about snakes and pigs. <laughs> riding with Shane Fontaine was like riding with myself. Oh. First of all, he's English. Secondly, he told me that he saw the Hollies in 1964 when he was 12. <laughs> he's a good man. <laughs> he definitely is. So you, there, you, you wrote 20 songs and then decided not to bring all the 20 songs on the record? Yes. So was uh, that a difficult process? Yes, very much so. Because since, uh, since Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and Pet Sounds, albums change completely. Mm -hmm. It used to be a bunch of singles and a bunch of A-sides and some B-sides just to make money for the record company and for the band. But when Sgt. Pepper and Pet Sounds came, it was possible to treat an album as a journey all the way through. Mm -hmm. And that's what this album is. It's my emotional journey, and I hope to be able to touch your heart with it. Um, let's talk a bit more about the songs on the album, not specific songs on the album, but um, as you just said, listening to the, the whole album is sort of like a journey one can follow while listening to it, but it's so, sort of like, um, it really has like a dramaturgy in a way, because Indeed. there's a beginning and there is an ending, and They're Core is the last song, yes. which is, it has to be this song at the very end, it isn't it? It could only be Encore, yes. Did you know it while writing? Yes. Okay. Um, Shane and I designed the record to be a vinyl record. I don't think that people have the attention span to listen to 20 songs in a row. I know I don't. Do you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. So you're different. Well. <laughs> never underestimate the audience. Never, never, never. Um, if you buy the deluxe version from iTunes or from Amazon, you can get three bonus tracks. And two of them are, for want of a better word, political songs. When Shane and I heard one morning that Michael Brown, a black teenager, had been killed by the police in Ferguson mm -hmm. in Missouri, we wrote Watch Out for the Wind that morning. And we played it live on stage that night. And David and Stephen had never heard the song. Okay. Another song on there is called Mississippi Burning, about the three students that were murdered in Mississippi in the mid-60s because they were trying to help black people vote. But they didn't... I tried to fit them into the album, but they didn't fit emotionally mm -hmm. for me. So that's why they're bonus tracks. <laughs> okay, that's a good explanation for that. So, um, because you said you were sort of like on fire and you wanted to do an emotional album. Musical, music-wise, um, it's, listening to it, it's a bit difficult because you haven't heard it. <laughs> so, but it's, it's very open. Yes. It seems that someone had opened up the windows musically. Perfect. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, so how, how long was the process together with Shane to decide the songs you've written, to how to bring them onto, onto the record? Onto one journey. Onto one journey, yeah. Yes, it was a difficult process because we had 20 songs to choose from. Mm -hmm. We think that we chose the best, uh, the best songs that together present the journey of what's happening to me in my life today. Mm-hmm. It's also very, op 
probably optimistic is not the real word for it, but it's not. It's, it's not the real word. Okay, <laughs> you said yeah. it. I'm a very positive person. It's nothing but depress. It's not not depressing at all. It's no. always like okay, you're going to changes. You're you're on a path. You have to follow your way. So that was is sort of like the the top of it, isn't it? It's. I, I'm very proud of this record. I think it's <laughs> some of the best work I've ever done. And I've done a lot of work. Yes, you have. <laughs> One can count on that. So, but but going back to the to the musical side, as I said, it's it's somehow it's a typical record. One can easily recognize your remarkable voice. But it's um, and I was thinking while listening to it, the funny thing is listening to all the work you've done. Um, there's still some British kind of music in there, of course, because you are British. And it has, has these typical Hollies, Beatles-esque harmonies in there, and they're still there. It's quite interesting. Did you never ever had the idea to do something not diff different, but to, or is it just, does it come out of you it any minute? It, it totally came out. Okay. Um, and the sound of the record is more intimate. Mm -hmm. It's more personal. It's closer. We, we were six musicians all in the same room, all at the same time. I knew that this, these sessions were going to be brilliant. There's a second tra track on the record called Myself at Last. It was the first attempt at the first song we ever tried. That became the master. And I knew from that moment this was going to be good. Okay, so no long days in the studio, just sort of not one by one, but yep. okay. 20 songs in a row. Yeah. It's cool because it gives this, it's a very electrifying moment in there, which is sort of like, which you probably don't have if you sort of like overdub all the time and spend like months in a studio and try yeah. to make it more perfect. I've done that many times. Yeah, I know. But uh, not this time. This was everybody playing in the same room, including me singing. Okay. That's quite amazing because how it sounds. It's and you know the song Back Home mm -hmm. that Shane and I wrote for Lee Bon Helm? Mm -hmm. That's my demo from the bus. It's the demo from the bus? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you mentioned the great bus already. Yeah, it's so. a great bus, yeah. <laughs> so, but there's no recording studio in the bus? No. Okay. So no, just a little computer, uh -huh. two-track thing, you know. Yeah, but it's my demo from the bus. All I had to do was overdub the drums and my lead voice. Uh -huh. And that was it. Do you think that, um, because you've, you've been doing music for such a long time, is it does it become easier nowadays because of, of all this technical, just on a computer, you don't have to go to a studio and book it for three months? Does Physi it help? Physically, it's easier because I have a, a program in my laptop, um, an Apple, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I, I love Apple. Um, but it's called Sound Studio, uh -huh. and I can be recording in 15 seconds. Open up the app, press go. And you do that? You use it? I do a lot, so I don't forget. Uh-huh, okay. Right? But, and I, I love technology. I've had a digital camera for 30 years. Yeah, you right? I didn't know that. You invented a digital printing technique. I did. For photographs, which Indeed. I didn't know. Wow. I yeah. was, again, it's, it, impressed. It's called Nash Editions. Yeah. And the very first printer that we ever used is now in, a, in, in the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C. That's a great honor. You're very multi-talented. You're a very good photographer. <laughs> You're a musician, of course, and you invented 
And I'm a painter. And you're a painter. Yeah. And you wrote your auto, uh, your memory, uh, memoirs. I did. <laughs> yes, I do. I like to create every day. If I don't create every day, I find it very difficult to sleep. I don't know if you're the same as me, but I, I don't sleep very well. You know, when everybody else has gone to bed and their brains are settling down, that's when mine wakes up because there's space and room. So you're the night, more the night working guy, not the daytime working guy? No, anytime. Don't okay. care. <laughs> okay. So, but um, after writing songs for such a long time, is it still so that some songs occur very easily and Absolutely. others are really hard work? Absolutely. I'll give you an example. I took my girlfriend, Joni Mitchell, to breakfast at a delicatessen in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And when we had finished breakfast, uh, we were walking back to her car and we passed an antique store. And in the window, she saw a beautiful vase that she wanted to buy with, you know, very beautiful, nine inches, be clear, crystal, but with beautiful flowers painted around it. She bought it. It was a very gray Los Angeles morning, very cold, very chilly. When we got to her house, I said, hey, why don't I light a fire and you put some flowers in that vase that you bought today? Our house, <laughs> hour and a half. <laughs> Cathedral, Okay. four years. <laughs> Because when you're talking about people's religion and people's God, you have to be very, very sure that every word is correct. <laughs> you can. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so um, before we start the Q and A, um, it's probably a tricky question, but the album is finished now for you. It's not out yet. But um, is it easy for you to let loose at a certain point? Or you, you... you have to. Yeah, okay. There's a certain point when you have to let go. Mm -hmm. You have to trust the universe. And that's what I've done all my life. I don't plan my life. Mm -hmm. My life happens to me. And I'm very grateful. The universe loves me. And I love the universe. Baby, that's... Another thing we can hear on the album. That's why I said it's sort of like opened up the window and whatever comes in, comes in. That's right. <laughs> so it's up to you now. We have microphones <coughs> and you just have to wait for the microphone. Hi. Um, I'm a bit emotional, I have to say, but anyway. Um, my question is, um, you said this is a record that is completely different from anything you, you've probably written in the way you approached it and the way you, you felt it, but it's... There has to be a record from your past, a solo record of yours, that you can compare the feelings to the feelings that from when you were recording that record. Which record would it be? Probably uh, Songs for Beginners. Okay, yeah, great. <laughs> I, I thought about that one and I thought, um, are you listening to the advice that you gave yourself back then? Because you're... What was the question? Uh, are you listening now to the advice that your 32-years-old Graham Nash was given to you? Because yes, I am. You're being yourself, and you're still wearing the... Um, I don't know, are you wearing the coat of questions or the answer hat? Very good question. <laughs> um, my mother and my father always taught me a very important lesson, that I should follow my heart, that I know the difference between good and evil. 
and you have a choice. Which one are you going to choose? I always choose what makes me smile and feel good. All my life, I have followed my heart. That's all I can do. Yeah, you can do that. You're allowed to. So maybe there. Hi, Graham. <coughs> um, I'm actually emotionally with uh, all of you for over 40 years now. So I call you Graham because you're very close to mine. I hear you talking, you know, talking straight from the heart. You're talking about what I think, what I realize in life and everything. But I have one, only one question. How is Stephen doing? We heard some bad things about him, about his health and... When I was, when I was making this path tonight, Stephen was in the other studio completing the record he made with Kenny Wayne Shepherd called The Rides. And Stephen has a, a really fine song on that record called Virtual World. Right? It, which is basically about technology taking over from people. You know, Stephen says it. He says, you know, why is that lady there texting her friend who's sitting there? Why don't you go and talk to them <laughs> instead of text? Hi, Graham. Uh, what a great honor. Thank you for coming here tonight. There's so much being written uh, about you and you guys and in your songs and in your memoirs. Tell us something, tell us a story that we haven't yet heard. <laughs> That's a tricky one. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, wow. That's, that, I, that you haven't heard? I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, being in front of, of Queen Elizabeth and when she honored me with the OBE, and I'm looking at the Queen, and she said, and how are the Hollies? <laughs> Did you really say that? <laughs> Did she really? I was standing, I was talking with the Queen of England, and she's asking me how the Hollies are. <laughs> I said, well, Your Majesty, um, I'm sure they're doing fine. I said, but, but I've been gone from England for 45 years, <laughs> and I didn't know anyone was watching. And she said to me, and now you know. <laughs> so you haven't heard that before. <laughs> thank you very much. You're welcome. So more questions? Yes, first of all, thank you for all the music. Um, I'm a really big fan of yours. And, but obviously, even before I was even born, you had been making music for decades. And um, I was wondering, when you write songs, or even when you wrote your book, do you have a listener or a reader in mind? And is that person um, someone who's been following your music for I don't know, 30, 40 years, or even people from my generation, because I know you have a lot of fans around my age as well. When I, when I looked at the very first manuscript of what I'd written, a big pile of individual papers, you, you turn them over, la, la, la. When I got to the end, I looked down at the page and said, oh my God, I wish I was him, because my life looked insane. I, do, I, I don't look backwards often. I'm much more interested in what we're doing now and the song I'm writing while I'm talking to you and the show I'm going to do tomorrow in Italy. I, I like to look forward. There's not really a lot you can do about the past. Maybe apologize, but there's not much you can do about it. So I've always, I've always looked forward in my life. And 
I'm now 74 years old, and I seem to be on the right path. My heart is telling me that I'm, I'm doing the right thing. Because if my heart didn't tell me that, I wouldn't be doing it. But this whole record, all the songs, started from love. From my love of, of my girlfriend, Amy Grantham, who is actually the photographer that took all these images. It all comes from love. That almost sounds like an ending, but we still have questions. Hi, Graham. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you, when you write a song, you've written some new songs. <clears throat> first of all, is, are you more interested in the lyrics first, writing an idea, maybe a catchy phrase, or is it more like a riff or a sound? I have, I, I've written songs any way that you could possibly think of. With this particular record, because emotionally I was, I was full of words, I would type them into my computer, into my laptop, or into my, you know, write in my, in my journal and stuff. And then I would pass the lyrics to Shane Fontaine. And Shane Fontaine would come back the next day with a brand new song. So these lyrics are probably 95% of mine. And the music is 95% of Shane Fontaine. It's almost like I'm writing with myself because he has a great understanding of what I learned in the Hollies, which was to be able to write a song and a melody that you can't forget if you've heard it twice. But the words weren't great. Riding along on a carrot. Yeah. Yeah. Good records. I'm not putting them down. But the lyrics, when I... Uh, joined David and Stephen and Neil and Joni in, in Los Angeles, my writing changed because I learned to put interesting words to the melodies that I could write. So it, with uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash, as uh, compared to the Hollies, then it was more like the, there was a message in the music as opposed to the Hollies being... Um, yes, I think more so. A deeper message. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I began to write more interesting uh, more lyrics um, yeah. when I joined David and Stephen, yeah. yes. I have one more. Uh, I first wanted to say thank you for all the great music uh, over all these years. And uh, can you imagine, uh, you're a fan from East Berlin, the wall comes down, and within a week, you see CSN performing in front of the Brandenburg Gate. That's my question. It was an amazing experience. Here's what happened. We were doing a show at the United Nations in the General Assembly building. Very important show. Stephen comes to me and he goes, hey, I, I, they think the wall is coming down soon. Here's my American Express. Let's go. <laughs> so we came, we came to Berlin. And we were being interviewed on the radio. And because there were only microphones on the stage there at the Brandenburg Gate, we couldn't play, we had no instruments. So I had the idea that if the radio station played a certain song, and it was uh, Chipping Away, uh, a CSN James Taylor record about chipping walls down, how appropriate, that if they played that at, say, 4 o'clock, and we invited everybody to bring their little transistor radios, and the radio station played the song, we sang to those radios. 
I can still see hundreds and hundreds of kids with their radio up, playing our song, singing that song, chipping away about the wall at the Brandenburg Gate. Fantastic. Whoa. Goosebumps. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> what a story. So one what last are, what question. are they in German? Goosebumps. Uh, Gänsehaut. Okay, good. <laughs> it's quite close. <laughs> so one last question. Okay, here in the front. Oh, da, da hinten zuerst. Okay, make it short. Two short questions. Um, after 50 years of making music, what's the same and what's the different? What, what? What's the same and what's the difference after 50 there years? There is no difference. <laughs> There's no difference. It's just music. You know, when people say it's hip-hop, or it's country, or it's rock, or it's folk, bullshit. It's all music. I don't care where it comes from, I only care where it's going. And I'm on the right path for Graham Nash right now. <laughs> okay, so one last, one last question in the front row. Uh, first, I have to say um, that I come from the Danish border, nearly five hours with the car today. And so when we uh, came from this town, Flensburg, you can only see Christy Burke, Leonie Fischer. You cannot see guys like you. Yesterday, uh, yesterday, I bought the ticket for Paul McCartney in Berlin. I have to drive. It cost 240 euro. No, so. Neil Young in July, nearly 100. You in Frankfurt, nearly 100 euro. And yesterday, after I bought this ticket, I looked in my music room where the tickets of all the decades are, and then I saw your ticket. I have it here from 1976, Circus Krone, Crosby Nash. Do you know what it costs? 18 Deutschmark. 18. <laughs> Is that a lot of money? No, it's nine euros. Oh, Eight nine euros. Fantastic. I remember <laughs> that show. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> I do. Let me, let me tell you I this know, story. I know that you remember. Uh, ten years ago, I took the photos on the stage in Hamburg. Oh, really? And you signed it with oh, David. Fantastic. It was very fine. It was a fine concert. Thank you. So at, at the Circus Krone in Munich, me and Crosby were playing. And we had a, a road manager with us who spoke fluent German. His father was in the military. And I said to him, tell me something simple I can say to the people in German. So he said, okay, setz, setz, auf, auf, meine, meine, Gesicht. <laughs> so I went out to the audience and I said, hey, setz auf meine Gesicht. And he's going, no, no. Again, that's a perfect ending. <laughs> Thank Fantastic. you very much for sharing this. Thank you very much. Thank you, so everybody. The album, I have to admit, at, at this. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. The album comes out. The album comes out on the 14th of April. So look forward to it. Thank you very much, Graham. Nash. You're very welcome, Melanie. Thank you.